2: my <laughs> Hold on to your well,
0: we're back.
3: Hello, and welcome to the 128th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. I'm sure we're all still reeling from that trailer for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I know I am. What an amazing week it was for us Jurassic fans. We had an incredible week last week. I'm not really sure we've experienced anything like that before, but alas, we have a new week ahead of us, so let's get this started. In this episode, we have some collecting news and more to cover as usual. After that, I'm going to talk a bit about the trailer, analyze it, go through the trailer along with you, so stay tuned for that. We present episode 12 of extinction level Jurassic Park from margin boss last time We learned a lot about the original development of dinosaurs in Jurassic Park And a lot of information about the Raptors as well in store for us this week are some big details regarding Jurassic Park 3 Some big time acting from our very own Jennifer Tarek and more weaving into the Jurassic World timeline There's some really great details in this one and of course after extinction level I'll be giving all of my thoughts in the after show on episode 12 there will certainly be a lot to uncover following that we have another great installment of the jurassic pop quiz we've had the normal edition uh the live at frontier edition the kids edition and now i guess we can call this one the teen edition as james hawkins interviews and questions his 14 year old cousin on the franchise i love it i I think this is a wonderful new edition so don't miss it Alright, well, I don't know if you're overloaded with Jurassic content after last week, but we are 128 episodes in, no stopping anytime soon, and this is a packed episode, so why don't we get things started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world.
4: 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research.
1: Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I
4: don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But
1: today,
4: I guarantee it.
3: Just before the Fallen Kingdom trailer hit, Chronicle Collectibles revealed a sneak peek at the box art for an upcoming project. And uh, that box art showcases, well, let's just face it, it's the hood of the Ford Explorer from Jurassic Park. You know, the one that got trampled by the T-Rex, went over the cliff, all that stuff. Uh, this one appears to be in good condition, little rain on it so far, but uh, I think it's safe to assume that the Chronicle Collectibles team is producing that Ford Explorer that we know and love. Judging from this post on Facebook, it looks like it's coming in sometime maybe in 2018. I'm not too sure. There's not a ton of details here. It's just a sneak peek, so stay tuned for more and we'll be posting about it as soon as it hits. Head to our show notes to see that box art and to find more from Chronicle Collectibles <laughs> More news on the collecting front, it looks like Iron Studios has debuted its amazing T-Rex breakout diorama at the Comic-Con Experience 2017 in Brazil. Now this diorama, I haven't seen it in person, but I've seen a lot of pictures. The thing looks huge. It encompasses the entire breakout scene, which is nuts. There's a, a giant statue of the Rex roaring. On the other side, you have the, the or you have two Ford Explorers here. One upside down with Lex and Tim in it. You have the other one uh, on the other side with Ian stepping out. You have Grant in front of it with the flare. You have the road even. You've got the cement uh, barricade and the the, the uh, fence and everything, all the metal poles, the lights and the, the wires. and there's, I don't know if these plants come with it, but there's plants all over the place. This is insane. This thing is huge, highly detailed. It looks phenomenal. Now I don't have any details, any more details at the moment. Hopefully we'll find out some more soon, but check out the pictures on our website. We'll be showcasing some of these from CCXP 2017. Entertainment Weekly last week debuted a great article showcasing some more information about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Now if you haven't read it yet, there's a bunch of details in here. I'm going to read a bit here from the article that showcases a lot of details. Let's check it out. Claire has founded an organization, Dinosaur Protection Group, and they're finding a way to get these dinosaurs off the island. She reaches out to Owen Grady to let him know that this is happening. So that all came from Bryce Dallas Howard herself, and she does mention that the relationship is complicated, I guess when the film starts. So I guess even though they were together at the end of Jurassic World, doesn't necessarily mean that they're together at the start of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And we obviously got hints of that in the trailer. But the big news in this part of the article is that uh, Claire has founded the Dinosaur Protection Group trying to get these dinosaurs off the island. We also got hints of that in the trailer as well. The name here is very interesting. It's very straightforward, Dinosaur Protection Group. No hidden details there, pretty straightforward. So I think it's a great dynamic, the way she changed from Jurassic World to Fallen Kingdom, that she has taken a big step in learning much more about these dinosaurs and protecting them, not being so careless about everything that she seemed to be in the first movie. So this is a great way for her to uh, expand this character. The article reveals that Daniela Pineda and Justice Smith Play these new characters that are involved in this Dinosaur Saving Group, but uh, I'm really Interested to see what kind of roles they Play, whether they are just uh, Normal people, uh, you know, donating their Time to saving dinosaurs Or maybe they're scientists or Educators or something like that. We'll have more About this in a second, but for now If you want to check out the article from Entertainment Weekly Head to our show notes Next up, we have our first bit of viral marketing for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. A website popped up online, along with a bunch of social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, for the dinosaur protection group that Claire runs. Now they have a cute little logo, which is a stegosaurus with DPG in the uh, spikes on its back. On the website, you can actually uh, put your name and email in there. And uh, I'm assuming eventually you'll get some kind of email about this Dinosaur Protection Group. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens with this viral marketing. It's going to be great. The Mizrani Global stuff was amazing last time, so I can't wait to see what happens here. And we also have a new image courtesy of those social media pages that showcases Claire, uh, Daniela Pineda, Justice Smith, and a bunch of school children in a classroom. Um, I'm assuming learning about how to protect dinosaurs, which is a really cool touch now We saw a lot of this stuff teased in uh, Pictures and stuff from the set from uh, like Frank Marshall and people like that Showcasing this dinosaur saving campaign, so I'm sure this is just an extension of that and uh, You know right now we don't have any more details like a lot of the news this week But uh, I'm sure we're gonna learn a lot more soon Head to our website to see those images, the logo, and to sign up for the Dinosaur Protection Group. Independent sat down with J.A. Bayona to ask him a ton of questions following the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom trailer. I'm gonna read a lot of the quotes here, so let's buckle up and take a listen. Colin and I would talk about bringing back as many animatronics as possible, which is very challenging because animatronics are normally designed for very specific shots. It's not like you could have an animatronic that looks amazing for one shot and not use it in the next shot, so it's limited. But at the same time, I think it makes a difference when you have an animatronic on set for performance. It even helps for CGI later on because you have real textures, something real. There was a video that was released that short of Owen with Baby Blue. You can tell you can see Chris Pratt that he was acting in front of something real, even though that shot is CGI. But there was a puppet that looked exactly like Blue. So you can tell by the performance that he's moved by the real thing. So they're very helpful. I think that the combination is a secret for success. When you can combine CGI with animatronics in the same scene, there's that moment where you can trick the audience so that they don't know what they're watching. That was the best plan. And here he talks a little bit about Jeff Goldblum. He's more like a cameo. He doesn't have a major role in the action, but it's definitely a very meaningful one in terms of the story. He's always somehow been the voice of conscience in these movies, telling us where the red lines are. He plays that role in this film. For Colin and I, it was about finding connections with the old trilogy that makes it very rich as we are expanding Jurassic World, but also finding new connections with Jurassic Park. It's an illusion of the same universe. We have James Cromwell playing a character who has a relationship established with John Hammond. We have BD Wong playing Dr. Wu again. It's kind of exciting when you find your connections to take the story to a whole new level. Independent asks him a question about Weaponized dinosaurs in the sequel, and this is what he has to say. This is a constant debate on the internet. I'm not going to talk about it. So yeah, there was a lot of interesting details in this article. Um, He's not going to talk about those weaponized dinosaurs, though. That's pretty funny. Um, I don't know what that means specifically, but uh, he's definitely not talking about it. But I do like that he talks about Chris Pratt interacting with something physical, that puppet. But also the scene being cgi as well and and that great combination that you can have of cgi and animatronics and make it amazing there's no you know conflict of interest between the two it's you know not one is better than the other you have to use them and blend them well in the same scene he also continues to confirm that jeff goldblum's role is very small but major in a certain way so i can't wait to see how that plays out but by the judge of it it looks like there's a ton of callbacks to the original trilogy from this article from uh, you know, from the behind the scenes stuff, all the teasers, the trailer itself, it looks like we're going to see a lot of connections. If you want to learn more about it, head to our show notes to find the article from Independent.
1: Oh, there it is.
5: There it
3: is.
2: Where's Aunt Claire?
5: Seven o'clock tomorrow night on the East Dock. Make sure he gets it right. But it's alive! And everyone on the planet is going to line up to appreciate it and everything done. But-
4: People would say they could see the fleas. Oh, I could see the fleas. Mommy,
1: can't you see the fleas? Are, are these characters uh, auto-erotic? no, Come on!
3: Wow, what a week. What a week we had as Jurassic fans. That was insane. Uh, there's no other way to describe it. It was pure insanity from start to finish, Uh, Hyping up this trailer more than any trailer I've really ever seen hyped, it's incredible. They had logos across buildings all over the world, you know they had this thing all over TV, these teasers all on the internet, on social media everywhere, on Snapchat, on everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, all this stuff, it was everywhere. I was so blown away by the excitement that Universal was bringing to this franchise unlike they've ever done before it's like they really cared about it this time and wanted to show that and wanted to show us something new something huge and uh, I think they pulled it off you know uh, there's there's been some complaints here and there about the trailer but I I don't care I don't care I'm all there for a big huge action packed you know explosion filled dinosaur movie. I'm a kid, right? I mean, I'm a 32-year-old kid at heart, and that's what I want to see. I want to see this stuff that I've known and loved forever brought to life in a new way. And uh, I think this trailer really pulled it off. And it's a trailer, folks. Like, let's not take it too far. We don't know much about the film itself, how the film will play out, um, you know, how we'll like and appreciate that film. We know this trailer looks amazing. There's so much to dive into on this trailer, Um, but you know, the film, we can't judge that yet, but this trailer itself looks incredible to me. I was blown away. I uh, did my reaction video, which you can find on YouTube, on our website, or wherever, Um, and I, I think that showcases how I felt right off the bat. You know, I hadn't watched it previously, I just set up the camera and turned on the video and started watching. And I was shocked, awed, I was nearly brought to tears at times, and uh, I think a lot of people felt that way. But in this segment, I kind of wanted to just go through that trailer, talk about some of my highlights, and uh, listen along with me as as you're you're going through it here. Um, I'm going to play the trailer, talk over it, I'm going to pause it, and and we're going to have fun here. So this thing starts off with a song by Irma Thomas, Anyone who knows what love is. Um great track to use, you know. I I never in my life would have imagined that like you'd use a track like this in a Jurassic trailer. Uh it's just it's perfect, you know. I I don't know if they're taking a cue from Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok, but I think they maybe have been and uh you know, especially with that baby uh, Velociraptor, I think we're getting that, like, baby Groot, uh, Porg, you know, thing going on for Jurassic. But they're making it a little poppy here and a little old school, so they got this song by Irma Thomas, anybody who knows what love, or anyone who knows what love is. And uh, funny coincidence, the song itself was also produced by Randy Newman. Um, Or written by Randy Newman, uh, who popped up in Jurassic Park 3 with Big Hat, No Cattle. So that's another nice tie-in there. So let's dive into this trailer. Get this record turning. They're in an old bar. So reminiscent. Actually, guys, there's going to be a lot of tie-ins to Jurassic Park 3. I think more than anything, you know, we've all been talking about Jurassic... uh, I'm sorry, The Lost World and how much it's tying into that. But my God, there's so many references right off the bat to Jurassic Park 3. I mean, look, that Randy Newman thing I just said with this song. They're in an old dive bar. Uh, You know, that is so Jurassic Park 3 to me. And with the big hat, no cattle, um, playing in that bar where the Kirbys and Grant and Billy meet. And they're meeting here to set up another trip to an island. Like, it's the same thing. It's exactly the same. So, um, what, are you dating, like, an accountant now? Or? We do oh, learn stop it. You that don't a dummy. Um, obviously there's some tension here between Claire and Owen. Uh, he looks a little angry, to be fair, and she, she's just like, Owen, oh, stop, look, uh, we're past that. We're, we're on to bigger and better things, or maybe not better. But this is going to be destructive. But um, he looks kind of cranky about this whole thing.
6: This is not why we're here.
3: But uh, it stops on this, uh, or not stops, but it it continues on to this shot of Owen flying over Jurassic World, essentially, in an airplane. Um, Very reminiscent of everybody looking out the airplane in Jurassic Park 3. You know, we either come to this island via helicopter or small airplane. And, uh, or I guess you could say, uh, uh, what do you call it? Parasail, (laughs) I guess you could say that too. But um, hopefully there's no parasailing in this movie. But uh, we do get this nice plane ride with Owen, very looking very nostalgic over this island.
4: A rescue op, save the dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode.
3: Wow, what could go wrong? Yeah, what really? could go wrong? Well, uh, the the way this trailer is laid out, maybe it's not the most, um, like it's not in the best timeline of, of events. You know, because there's, they're at a bar. There's explosions. Then everything's fine a little bit. Then there's some destruction again. But, yeah, what could go wrong? You know, he's people are are taking that quote. I feel like in the wrong way. And I think that's the in general purpose of Owen is, he's a goofball. And she said here, he says something like that in this trailer in the beginning here. You like, you like, uh, what was it? You like goofballs or you like, you like dummies? Stop it. You love a dummy. There it is. is So. I think he is a dummy. You know, he he doesn't, you know, try to mistake that at all. He's pretty silly at times and, and uh, arrogant, but also funny and, and making quips and stuff. So I think that's what he's doing here in this scene here. Wrong. What could possibly alive. go wrong? What could go wrong?
0: Blue is alive.
3: So you she's wasted. got some intel, I guess, that Blue is alive.
0: <laughs> Blue is alive. You raised her.
3: Talking about raising her. uh, Man, yeah. And uh, they're showing that old clip uh, of blue, which we got to know that's blue now. It's not uh, any offspring unless there's some twist and turn here that we're not expecting or they're trying to really like manipulate that clip. But it's definitely blue and he is so you know he's staring at her like why why do you and have to bring that up
6: deserve the same
4: protections given to other species
3: and this scene here when it looks like there's a containment truck driving through main street we get to see this gift shop of sorts i guess there's a bunch of toys here, some actually, some Hasbro toys. We see the Dilophosaurus. We see the Stomp and Strike, I believe that's what that one is. Yeah, Stomp and Strike. Um, and I think there might be a, maybe Allosaurus or something else. I, I don't know. One of the other ones, maybe. But there's, I actually have this dinosaur, this one in the middle next to the compi. Um, it's not a, I don't think it's not a Jurassic Park toy, but uh, it is a dinosaur. Um, and again, in Jurassic Park 3 style, we get a dinosaur like almost faking that it's it's a statue of sorts um you know the the, the um, Raptor in Jurassic Park 3 behind that that water container thingy um that tube pretending like it was just like in the tube I guess I don't know what it was doing but we have a compy here doing the same thing this thing got me so good like I was so blown away like I, I was like oh toys, toys oh whoa what you serious <laughs> But uh, we get an amazing shot. Oh, my God. Of a brachiosaurus. Uh, You know, at the really torn apart um, innovation center. Like, I think, I I have to think that since this area is exposed, it's out in the open, maybe a, a hurricane or something had to have blown through here because this place is demolished. I mean... Yeah, obviously dinosaurs are roaming through here, but this is demolished, like almost more than the visitor center was in Jurassic World, like what happened here? I mean, I know there was a lot of destruction in that fight on Main Street, but come on. I mean, there's plants overgrowing everywhere and uh, something that I've visualized since the beginning, I, I made images of the visitor center overgrown with weeds, which we do see happening here. A lot of the panels are torn off, the glass is broken. Um, there's just stuff everywhere, which makes me wonder, like, if if there was excursions and stuff like that, like Jurassic Park 3 with those parasail guys that were not supposed to be there. I wonder if there was any kind of infiltrating of this island and stuff like that by people who shouldn't have been and kind of just ransacked the place because that's what it looks like. Let's see what else we got here. We got that Brachiosaurus again. Just incredible. No, wait. The fact that we get a Brachiosaurus is amazing. I've been dying to get another one of those since, since well, since the start. I'm not counting that one in Jurassic Park 3. Hideous. Hideous. Um, but uh, let's see. We get a courtroom scene of sorts. I don't know what it looks like. Maybe in Washington or I don't know who, where it could be, but it's, it's legit. It's not like, you know, your small-time courtroom. But uh, in here, we have people questioning Ian Malcolm. These creatures were here before us.
1: These creatures were here before us. We not the careful. They're gonna be here after.
3: I just I can't help but be so concerned with Ian Malcolm's voice here. You know he's usually like uh, you know very confident and 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 loud and protruding his voice and and just knowing exactly what he wants to say. But here he's really thinking about it and he's yeah, he's obviously older, but he's very thoughtful and concerned and his voice is just not as much there as it used to be. And I mean, we've seen Jeff Goldblum in a bunch of movies recently and just all over the place recently. He's still as suave as ever, but here, you know, he's, he's, uh, not as Jeff Goldblum-y, I guess you could say. He's bearded. He's, he looks like older and I don't know what they're trying to, you know, symbolize here, but, uh, He's a little rough. Like, listen to his voice. These
1: creatures were here before us. If we're not careful, they're going to be here after.
3: Now, you know, you can't always take these literally because um, sometimes these voiceovers might not be the way they're represented in the movies. So maybe it could be a little bit different uh, I'm not too sure. Specifically, I remember a lot from Rogue One. The trailer was very different than the movie ended up being. Um, but, uh, yeah, who knows? But uh, during this, we get a bunch of flashes of um, the T-Rex and the containment unit. Um, we get a crazy shot of, I guess, all the destruction. You know, it looks like this lava has just decimated Isla Nublar. Um, and it's it's from, like, the the inside of I guess a giant ship a container ship of some sort with an opening in the back I guess how they got all these trucks in there probably last second it would seem um, but there's a lot of trucks there's a lot of people in there you see a stegosaurus but it, out the back you just see the island on fire and smoke everywhere and just cloudy and, oh my god it's horrifying oh my god get the baryonics Lava flowing in into that uh, maintenance shed of sorts with Claire and and Justice Smith's character. We get the more shots of the uh, volcano exploding and um, pteranodons and maybe a dimorphodon. Yeah, know, maybe a And then I don't know why, but well, yeah, why are these things exploding? That's, I mean, that's they're on the dock, which is the East Dock. We get to know, of course, here. It's east dock is exploding for some reason. I mean, there's no visible lava or anything, or any reasoning, but stuff is exploding. Like all these tank, uh, these uh, giant cans and stuff, exploding as Chris Pratt, and I, I think it was, was it Bryce, and uh, Justice Smith are running. And glory uh, oh, stock. Which brings us to this scene here. Let's go back just a second and take a listen you know me now that's a there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here Chris Pratt is seems to be wandering around in the jungle and uh just so happens to stumble upon that uh, upside down at Ford Explorer that fell from the ravine 25 years ago or however long Um, insane it's just incredible you know the doors still open there and this thing still fell from the tree obviously nobody cleaned up like let's face it Mizrani's company they're a little lax as well you know we've criticized John Hammond and InGen for for their inability to run a park but uh man Mizrani just didn't care to clean up he didn't hire any any uh, cleaning crew to you know make this island a better place anymore it's just still got all the old stuff there Um, But Blue shows up out of nowhere, jumps on top of this vehicle, just like the Mark Englert poster that was uh, released before Jurassic World, I think, during Comic-Con. So it's amazing that that's coming to life, whether that was an Easter egg this whole time or they're they're like, you know what, let's bring that to life. That would be amazing. I'm not too sure, but uh, it's happening. And uh, Owen is thrown off. He is is, uh, scared. I guess he wasn't expecting it. And Blue is freaking as well. And uh, we get a nice look. Uh, this is, it's almost like Chris Pratt and his guy liner again, you know? The, the early trailers, which were thankfully fixed, you know, Chris Pratt had, like, so much eyeliner on, which was hilarious. Uh, but here it looks like maybe a little bit more. I don't know. I'm seeing it again, I think. But he's holding up his hand, typical Pratt-keeping style. You know me. You know me. Blue is wandering over to him with that, Iconic shot of that upside down uh, Ford Explorer. And her hand is oh so close to. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, not her hand. <laughs> uh, her head. I'm delirious, obviously. Her head is oh so close to his hand. He is praying and hoping that, uh, you know, he doesn't get uh, the Hoskins treatment. But wow, you know, she does. Um, you know, I think they're, I think they're trying to, uh, you know, make you think that she's set off by the explosion of the volcano. Very well could be true, I guess. But, um, I I think that's probably a, a misdirection there. You know, maybe, maybe she was just doing a raptor call to somebody else, to another raptor, which is, you know, bound to happen. There's gotta be other raptors on this island, I think. But we do get that exploding volcano from an incredible angle from, you know more towards i guess the center of the island looking at the back of this island uh you could see the water you know on the horizon maybe that's gyrosphere valley i don't know i'm not sure what the directional you know th- wh- what direction we're facing here or anything um man you know we get the typical crap running all the dinosaurs coming in behind them terrifying stuff patasaurus is comets raining down Thompson is uh jumping and this we just did not expect guys like we saw all that in these teasers and they're like all right i think we're safe but this carnotaurus man comes out of nowhere and uh you know stalk is stalking them i'm gonna go back and take a listen to that thing because the sound design on that thing is incredible Oh man, but that that Carnotaurus looks amazing. It looks so tactile, like I could reach out and feel that thing. It's so bumpy and rigid, and oh, it looks amazing. Like I can't believe how good it looks. Um, and Chris Pratt is like throwing up the biggest like what kind of you know like he's like what. <laughs> When, uh, when when this T-Rex comes in and just demolishes this Carnotaurus, uh, I don't think it kills it, but... Oh my god, she just owns the thing. And the Carnotaurus is just laying there. Its tail is squirming and, you know, its head is bobbing a little bit. I don't know if it's like breathing its last dying breaths or, you know, she didn't necessarily kill it. I want to take a look at that bite, but we know that grip is just too much to handle, so let's see Ooh, it's a pretty big bite though come on I don't think that's going to live got her foot on its neck roaring with the volcano in the background I I can't believe that shot is is or will forever be iconic like oh my god you know like I said before about the voiceovers I hope that this comes to light exactly like this it's incredible but it is something I'm like why did they spoil this like you know, There's got to be a lot better stuff in this movie to spoil something as iconic and as amazing as this, which we do know via Colin Trevorrow that this all takes place in the first 57 minutes of the movie, which is going to be half the movie, maybe even less than half, hopefully. Man, I hope this is a long movie. Um, but that's crazy that this is not the climax of the movie. It's not anything near the end at all. It's all in the first half, which you look at this stuff, and everybody that views this trailer is like, oh, it's a dumb action movie, or, you know, it's just a destruction movie. It's something like Transformers, or it's it's just too much explosions. But this is all a small portion of the movie. You know that first 57 minutes is going to have a lot of setup. Um, It's going to have a lot of these courtroom scenes, it seems like. And some of the dinosaur protection stuff, I'm assuming. And then we're going to have this this excursion to the island. But I don't think it's going to be a lot. So it's going to be interesting. And um, I think it's going to be a small portion. But this shot with the T-Rex, I just cannot get enough of. But, man, I think it's going to be bad news, you know. I know we saw that Rex in the container before. But how, how do you get out of that situation? I don't know, I don't understand. Life cannot be contained. Life breaks free. Life. We get a new dinosaur here that we haven't seen before, the Allosaurus um we get it it's like rapidly running it's like faster than any dinosaur i've seen it's crazy looking uh but the thing is smashing into other dinosaurs then smashing into the gyrosphere life breaks free life and then it get. i don't know if that's the same one but it got demolished it looked like and it brings us to man this thing brought me to tears like you see this hill that they're all running down ends in a ginormous cliff into the ocean. And uh, behind them is the billowing smoke from this volcano rushing down this the island. And uh, I don't know how much lava is contained in that smoke, you know, down below, but the dinosaurs are certainly afraid and they're all running off the cliff. It's horrifying. It's sad. It's... I, I mean, I, I, some people have issue with the with the stampede. I don't. I think it's perfectly acceptable and horrifying, and I think that's naturally what would happen. I mean, I think when spooked, animals will run in a direction that they're maybe not too sure of, and they'll probably do some destruction along the way and uh, maybe even hurt themselves. Finds a way. <sighs> Like the Kronodons, yeah, they're cool. They can just go wherever they want. But um, Chris Pratt gets uh, consumed by the smoke here too. So, But, you know, if you did pay attention to the behind-the-scenes clip, you do see the gyrosphere in the water, and you do see him diving into the water. So let's be honest. He's going to make it out of that. Um, but gyrosphere is plummeting to the ocean. That's got to hurt, you know. I mean, I'm sure. Let's see. Are they buckled in? I want to double check real quick. You know, make sure they're doing it safe. safe. Oh yeah, they're buckled in. Good good call, guys. <laughs> Justice Smith and Bryce Dallas Howard plummeting down into the ocean. Hitting the ocean. It looks like we got a Stegosaurus there. Oh my god, ankylosaurus, uh, apatosaurus. I think there was a Gallimimus getting destroyed. Oh, my God. It's so sad. The logo, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Unfortunately, June 22nd, 2018. Um, Which is upsetting to me because it's released in the UK June 7th, which is far too uh, soon. Compared to our date. Um, Spoilers are going to be running amok on the internet. It's not going to be a fun experience for fans. Um, I don't think that's a good experience for us. Because so many of us are in the UK. And so many of us are in the United States. And elsewhere around the globe. I'm not sure what all the other uh, release dates are. But you know we all interact. And we all talk with each other. So you're telling us that we can't talk for however many weeks like it's it's rough i I can't believe that this is happening like you know the last jedi is coming out this week and the premiere was this past weekend and i'm already struggling like to go on the internet and to find out information i don't want to find out about that movie so with Jurassic World debuting on the, uh, on the 7th, and then the 22nd is horrifying. I'm sorry, guys. Can't talk to you. Can't. Won't be able to talk to you. That's upsetting to me. <laughs> but anyway, that trailer was incredible. I tried to cover as much as I could there. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's there's so much to uncover, and surely enough that I didn't even touch on. But it's just me fanboying over all this stuff and going crazy. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy intense movie and explosions and destruction. But I'm sure the ending and more, more of the movie will be quieter and more intimate and scary and, uh, you know, thrilling. So we have a lot to look forward to. Um, I don't know what's going to happen next, but uh, they revealed so much right at the you know six-month mark, essentially, maybe a little more. Um, but they revealed so much. I'm like, what else? What else do you have? What else could you do? I don't know. At this point, I'm like, do, do nothing. Do nothing at all. Save it, okay? Please. Because uh, we can talk about this stuff, and we will continue to talk about this stuff for weeks to come. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's our reaction for now, and, uh, we'll be happy? happy. That's not a thing. We'll be talking about this a lot more in the coming weeks. And now, let's dive into episode 12 of Extinction Level Jurassic Park.
1: Previously on Extinction Level Jurassic Park.
0: I was asked to give you this.
6: Ah,
1: yes. Henry will be pleased. Henry,
6: your order has arrived. Ah, Finally.
1: Thank you, sir. Ah, Sarah, my dear. I'm so happy to see you.
0: Happy to see you too, Dad.
4: Come on, let's see the animals. Um, But I must warn you, you may not like what you're about to see. They're sick, and we're trying to find the cure. Let me explain while we eat. Lunch should be ready in about 30 minutes in the break room. You can refresh here first.
5: Vic, they touched ground. It seems they landed, took off again, and crashed somewhere north of the landing strip.
1: Go! Let's take it back with us. Where can I do my research? Episode 12, Finding a Way. After Henry Wu left Sarah and Tim to refresh at their quarters, he went to look for Mr. Masrani. As he entered the control tower, he found Simon Masrani listening intently to a radio, together with the commander and two of the three control workers. He hasn't been dead for a long time. Body's still warm. Mr. Masrani,
4: Hmm? we're about to have lunch. Would you join us to answer some of their questions?
6: You can handle it, Henry. I know what I need to know. You're doing what's best for the animals and the company. I need to handle this.
4: Okay, what can I tell them?
6: Anything you think they need to know, I will leave it up to you.
4: Sir, after I would like to take a team and go to the old research
6: compound to- That's the team on the other end. They found a dead T-Rex.
4: What killed it?
1: Seems like the spinal broke Freddy's neck here. Tracks all over the place.
4: Fred? The one with the limp, Please, tell them to bring me a blood sample.
1: Vic,
6: Henry asked for a sample of T-Rex blood. Can you take that back with you? Sure.
4: What are they doing there anyway?
6: It seems we have an uninvited guest. The team found their plane crashed. Seems the Spino attacked them and then... Apparently it killed the Rex. The plane was bloodied. But it looks like three or four people got away. They are going to track them. Your trip to the compound will have to wait until they're back, I'm afraid. Unless you think Tim and Sarah can provide you enough protection, they are free. And it will be good for Tim too. Can they shoot? His dad took him to practice at a gun range at times, and Sarah was the one that sedated the T-Rex with a tranquilizer in San Diego. So yeah, she can shoot.
4: Okay, we'll take the car,
1: it should be fine. Simon looks back at Henry Wu, then throws up his hands as to wave his concerns away.
6: Uh, Alright then, good luck.
1: Thirty minutes after Wu had left the group at the quarters, He returned to find them all waiting in the break room, where Sarah, Tim and Jerry Harding had taken place around an oval table. Empty plates in front of them, and plates of sandwiches and fruit in the center of the table. Tim had already taken a sandwich, unable to wait, and Henry started his explanation, knowing he didn't need to hold back.
4: After a family cruise accidentally came across this island in '97. Their little girl got bitten by her compies. You probably remember this, Dr. Harding. Yes. Of course. I'm sorry, I meant Sarah. It's what eventually escalated to the San Diego incident. Anyway, right around the time of the incident, Mr. Hammond got a call from the doctor who had treated the little girl. He found traces of a prion disease which has been slowly killing our dinosaurs here. In response, Mr. Hammond asked me to save the animals.
0: What about the little girl?
4: She was lucky, but we can't be too sure, which is why we started our research here. We're very close to finding a cure, certainly now that I have this. Thank you for bringing
1: it, Sarah. Henry Wu holds up a black box the size of a lunchbox, the package unwrapped.
0: Yeah, what is that?
4: This device will help me transfer the data from the tapes neural data center to an external hard drive, so I can take the data from there to our research center here, and fill in some missing pieces of the puzzle. The alternative would be to work at our data center, but that's too dangerous.
1: Wait, you said the disease was killing the dinosaurs here? so. The animals are dying?
4: Yes, it was already progressing in 97. It seems that a large group of our compies died first. The reduced number of compies led to problems in other areas. See, the compies are mostly scavengers, and they clean up the dino dung. So with a much smaller population of compies, the manure starts to pile up, leading to a less healthy environment, making other animals more vulnerable. Like the Brachiosaurs, they took on a serious skin condition. That's why we developed a new dinosaur that was supposed to target the sick animals and reduce major populations.
1: A new dinosaur?
4: Spinosaurus egypticus, a large predator that can clean up a fallen brachiosaurus by eating it. Supposed to hunt and kill sick animals to reduce the disease from spreading, but the animal went rabid itself and it seems to have a special dislike towards humans. If anything, it just seemed to have sped up the need for a cure.
0: So, we're witness to their extinction?
4: I certainly hope not.
0: How many times Ian tried to convince me? Telling me 65 million years ago nature selected them for extinction.
4: Dr. Malcolm also said life will find a way.
0: Life is bigger than animal species, Doctor. It seems Mother Nature DECIDED she was right the first time, now correcting the mistakes your company made over a decade ago.
4: I sincerely hope you don't believe that, Dr. Harding. We were hoping on your help to save these animals from facing that fate yet again. Sir. They're just animals.
0: I know, Dad, but do they really have a place here among us? They can never be free. They can never live out in the wild.
4: Oh, but they have for the past few years. They've been living freely on, on an
0: island too small to support them. You just told us they're dying because their environment is becoming more and more polluted by their own excrements. On our way here, we've seen separate packs of Velociraptors. Your two versions fighting each other, most likely over grounds. If you ask me, the situation here is about to explode. Like the pterosaurs you found on the neighboring island, the animals will try to find their way off, expand. Do we really want these animals loose on the mainland? Haven't we learned enough from San Diego?
4: Dr. Harding, please, I think you're overreacting. Sarah, please. No,
0: Dad. I know you've taken care of these animals for over a decade, ever since the first animals hatched, but I don't think this is the right thing to do. For what purpose?
1: The world should be able to witness these animals. How? This island is a restricted area.
4: For now, yes.
1: What do you mean, for now? You're not building another park here, are you?
4: Actually, Mr. Mizrani is planning to rebuild on his Lenubler. Location scouting has already begun. The first design is ready to be picked. Construction set to start early next year. If we succeed with a cure, the park should open within three years, and John Hammond's dying wish will
1: finally come true.
0: John Hammond is dead!
1: Sarah! Shocked at her own outbreak, she shoots a look at Tim, apologizing. Sorry,
0: Tim. But how many more need to die? I'm sorry. I need to go. I need some air.
1: Sarah gets up and walks out of the room. Jerry Harding also gets up.
5: Let me talk to her. I'm sure she'll find reason in finding the cure. If not for the animals, then for us humans.
1: Okay.
4: I'll take her with me. We'll attend to the animals.
1: Thank you, Jerry. Jerry leaves to follow Sarah, leaving Tim and Henry Wu behind. Both stay silent for a moment.
4: I understand you're here to learn from our security unit. Face your fears?
1: Tim nods uncertain. Unhappy, Dr. Wu mentions his fears.
4: You should accompany me to our old research compound. I'm going there now to get the data I need from the backups in the data center. Okay.
1: I had hoped that Sarah would. Then Raymond, the pilot, looks around the corner of the door left open by Sarah and Jerry. Hey! Henry! Uh. Timothy? Is it? Yeah, Tim. Raymond nods and looks at Henry again.
3: Have you seen
5: Mr. Mazrani? He told me he wanted to leave in the afternoon just didn't say exactly
3: when, and... I can't find him.
4: Yes, he's busy with something urgent that came up at the control tower.
3: Control? Yeah, okay.
4: While you're waiting, how would you like to join us? Uh, I'm just going to fetch some data from the old research facility. We're short one person.
3: Do you think I've got time?
4: The matter Mr. Mizrani is attending won't be solved that quickly, and we won't be gone long. Raymond smiles.
3: Okay, then. Sure. This will be interesting.
4: Good. Then let's get ready, so we can go and get back quickly.
1: In a small wooden shed on Isla Madanceros, Marty Guterres has set up a small lab with an expensive-looking carry-on microscope. The dead howler monkey is lying on the table. Not a pretty sight. Gonzalo enters the dimly-lit room, lifting his nose to the bad smell. Having prepared several test slides, Marty slides them one by one under the clips on the stage of the microscope, zooming. Then the next slide. Zooming. Damn. What is it? Look. Marty moves aside to let Gonzalo take a look. Through the lens, Gonzalo sees something what looks like a purple forest of tiny sticks.
5: Looks pretty. Those are prions.
1: Then Gonzalo turns to look at Marty.
5: That thing was infected.
1: Gonzalo still doesn't understand.
5: These kill. Oh.
1: Quietly, Gonzalo takes a step back from the table and the microscope.
5: How do you know? Four years ago, a girl got bitten. I thought she had an allergic reaction. Turned out she got infected. She survived, but she's dying. Her body's slowly shutting down, and there's no cure.
1: Then a thought occurred to Guitarris.
5: But this hollow monkey was dead within days. The disease must have changed.
1: Guitarris takes another part of a sample and adds it to a prepared tube with a transparent liquid. The contents turn brown.
5: Just as I suspected. I want to go and check the beach again. I'll need to catch her alive specimen.
1: Hello, this is Arian Bosch, and in this episode we heard again Jurassic Cast podcast. Ross Lane as Henry Wu, and Jurassic Unicast James Hawkins as Marty Guterres. I wanted to throw you guys a special thank you for your enthusiasm early on in this project, which really got this going. Then another big thank you to Jennifer Tarek, doing a great job as a frustrated Sarah Harding here. We'll be hearing a lot more from her in the coming episodes. Also, in this episode, we heard Hammond Mishra as Simon Masrani, El Paco Zoico as Gonzalo, Tom Fishenden as Raymond, Jurassic Unicast Stephen Hurl as Gary Harding, and introducing to the show Jaroslav Kosmina as Hoskins. Thank you all, and until the next time on Extinction Level Jurassic Park.
3: So that was episode 12 of Extinction Level. That one was called Finding A Way. Yet again, Arjun is killing it with the episode titles, the timing of all this stuff. It's amazing that he's weaving these in at the right time. so this episode actually starts off with Mizrani and Dr. Wu. They're uh, having some really closed conversations, very quiet stuff here. Um, and they do find out via Vic Hoskins, who makes the debut in this episode, I believe it was his debut, um, that there is a there is a team out in the field that has found that dead T-Rex. Uh, they, they name him Fred, the one with the limp. Um, and it, I think, you know, for me, it this is obviously the scene from Jurassic Park 3. Um, so, man, yet again, we find out there that there's, you know, a team hot on the trail of uh, the crew from Jurassic Park 3, Grant, the Kirby's, and all that. So we find out that there's a team hot on their trail, finding this dead Rex. And uh, like I was gonna say before, instead my mind has wandered quite, quite a bit. Um, it's funny that we're we're getting these tie-ins and explanations. And I think that's amazing for me because it kind of uh, easily pegs that Rex as the lesser T-Rex in that situation or the lesser animal in that situation. Um, and that's the reason why the Spinosaurus kills it. One of the reasons. Um, you know, a lot of people have, have issue with that Spinosaurus killing the T-Rex in that moment. You know, obviously people like to look at the natural um, dinosaurs in their environment and maybe yeah, maybe the, the Spinosaurus wouldn't win in that situation, but We're not in that situation. This is a movie. This is a, a highly um, Advanced Spinosaurus, let's say and this Rex has a limp, you know, so let's give it a break and, and it has a limp Why? Why does it have a limp? Because it's the Rex from 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 the lost world which is so sad it has a limp. We can assume it's the same Rex, uh, you know, the one that they fixed the leg on, Eddie and Sarah, which, uh, oh, man. You know, you it's obviously this is not canon, but just thinking about it as canon makes me very sad, you know, because you kind of got attached to that little guy. You know, the, the whole thing. Uh, the whole lost world is about like saving that that child the rex the parents in that situation they want to get their kid back from the trailer and then in the end of the movie the the bull t-rex wants to get his son back so or whatever it was son daughter i don't know um but yeah so that that's kind of sad um and uh yeah so moving on we do learn about those uninvited guests that have crashed their plane and uh Bumped into a Spinosaurus which caused the thing to attack and uh, we know that the people got away and they're finding that all out as well. Dr. Wu does mention that he wants to go to another facility to check out some stuff, but Mizrani doesn't really want him to go, he doesn't kind of let him go at first unless he can bring some backup. But it looks like the only backup he has is Sarah and Tim and at first they're like well can they handle the security? I don't know. But. uh You know, they they make mention that Tim has been practicing shooting with his dad, I believe, and Sarah. Well, we know she can handle a gun because she shot that Rex in San Diego. So she's got a a good shot there. So yeah, I think he's got some uh, some good backup. Next up, we find Sarah, Tim, Jerry, uh, Jerry Harding, Dr. Wu um they're finding out some more information some backstory that we kind of knew and some that we didn't um he tells them about the little girl getting injured you know the one from the lost world at the very beginning um kathy bowman and uh, that they found traces of the disease in her that's killing these dinosaurs now she was lucky she didn't get too i guess infected she's okay um but, you know, we've, we've been following Sarah, and she's had this thing, this box, with her this whole time. We finally find out that it's a device to transfer data from these tapes to fill in all these these puzzle pieces on this disease. So we'll find out more if we get to use, utilize that a little bit. But we do also find out, out that these dinosaurs are dying off slowly. You know, this is something that started, I guess, with the Compies. The Brachiosaurus have skin conditions, which, man you know it's crazy the stuff that he is uh explaining here because to me that brachiosaurus in jurassic park 3 is probably the worst rendered dinosaur in the entire series i think it looks absolutely horrible um so and it doesn't look anything like the dinosaur or the brachiosauruses uh brachiosauri source source sources so i i don't know whatever it doesn't look anything like those ones uh, in the first movie, and heck, not even the one in, in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So, yeah, that's a great explanation. It's just, it boggles my mind. Every time I hear these things, I'm like, man, he's killing it. He's filling in all these pieces. You know, that device that Sarah brought, I think that device should be called Extinction Level Jurassic Park because it's filling in all these puzzle pieces that we all wanted to know about. Um, and since there's so many dinosaurs injured and dying off and sick and skin conditions and all that, InGen or Wu or whoever created a new dinosaur to hopefully wipe out all the sick animals and reduce the population. Any guesses on what that was? Well, I guess you don't need to guess. You heard it in that segment. It's a Spinosaurus and the thing went rabid itself. Perfect explanation for this dinosaur. I've been saying it all along and uh, you know a lot of people have been saying it that this thing is a little special it's not you know it's not a spinosaurus that we know from natural life it's a bit different and I've been saying it all along that this thing is a hybrid of sorts or you know uh, the first maybe in in the testing to create something like the Indominus Rex maybe that's what we have here they created a new dinosaur to wipe out all these sick animals. And what better than some crazed dinosaur, something big, something, you know, bigger than usual, something angrier, scarier? Then, uh, you know, why not create this Spinosaurus, something that scares everything? And in my opinion, could take the Indominus Rex in a fight, I think. But we do learn that he said uh, that it went rabbit itself, so it's a little bit more testy than usual. But, uh, you know, at this point, Sarah is is freaking out. You know, Jennifer Tarek did an amazing job at bringing Sarah to life and Acting like none other in this sequence It's amazing. It's so great that she did this Um, Sarah is really just trying to school everybody on the placement of these animals in nature Arguing against this island essentially that none of this should exist in a way or you know how unnatural it all is and It just is blowing my mind Arjun. What are you doing, man? I, I, wow, I can't believe it. This is this is the exact argument that Ian is is making in *Fallen Kingdom* in that courtroom scene or whatever it is, the testimonial, saying that this shouldn't be. That if we're not careful, things will get out of hand, and the, you know these don't belong in nature. It, man, I just I can't believe the timing of all this. And uh, we do get more tie-ins to Jurassic World, which is awesome. Uh, Dr. Wu mentions that Mizrani is uh, proposing to open another park in about three years, um, and that's that's another great tie-in there. And it's it's funny to hear you know the reactions here. Sarah is storming out of the room, needs a little bit of air, and uh, you know at that point, Dr. Wu is still trying to get to that other compound, and he's like, "Tim, you mind covering me?" Um, and I guess he, uh, he, he stumbles across Raymond here, I think it was the helicopter pilot, and uh, recruits him as well. Now, lastly, we head out to Gutierrez. He is hot on the trail of dead dinosaurs and howler monkeys and all that. And he is now in this little uh, bungalow of sorts, I guess, with a microscope, checking out these slides um, from this dead howler monkey, finding that the prions are there on the slide. Um, which, the thing's infected, and we've, we, we kind of assume that, right? I mean, he, uh, I guess they mentioned the little girl again from The Lost World, and it seems like the disease may have changed. It's uh, got a faster turnaround now. And, uh, you know, the last thing he needs to do, I guess, is uh, check a live specimen to check his results. He wants to see what's going on with this disease. And, uh, you know, this disease, I guess, has been playing a very small role in, in either like the beginning or the end of these episodes but I think there's a lot more going on here we found out that the spina was rabbit itself but um there's, there's a lot, a bigger story here to tell and I think uh, I think it's gonna maybe cause an extinction level I think maybe that's gonna tie in somehow but uh, I don't know I don't know how this the uh, disease is gonna advance so that's gonna be curious to, to uh, watch here so uh, we'll have to find out but uh, yeah that was it Again, we had some great performances from Arjun, uh, Ross Lane, Hemant Mishra, Jennifer Tarek, Steve Hurl, uh, James Hawkins, of course, Francisco Gasco. And uh, I think that was the first episode for Yaroslav, bringing Vic Hoskins to life. Great job, dude. But yeah, that's it for episode 12 and the wrap-up show. Stay tuned for episode 13 of Extinction Level Jurassic Park on Christmas Day.
5: Good reason to believe that you will find this challenging.
0: You should hear a four-year-old try to say Archeornithomimus.
5: You should hear you try to say it. Even problem-solving
4: intelligence, especially the big one. Well, this madness must stop. Now, you, sir, I mm-hmm. uh, no gentlemen.
2: How did you know?
1: <laughs> one drop
3: of this can paralyze you, so watch out. Thank God. Is this real? Yes. It is? Jurassic Pop Quiz with Jurassic Unicast.
5: And welcome back to Jurassic Unicast. I'm joined with my little cousin, Daniel. Hello. Right. How old are you, Dan?
2: I'm 14.
5: So this is the um, the perfect uh, age for Jurassic Park films, just to get his insight on, on it and his knowledge on what he likes and what he dislikes. Um, so, Dan, this isn't... Um, This isn't a question, more of, like, your knowledge. It's just more of something based on your insight of, like... Because you're 14. You're at the age where um, you didn't, obviously, grow up with the films. You've kind of watched them as you've been... Like, as you've grown up, like, on DVD and stuff, haven't you? Yes. It wasn't Jurassic World. That's probably why it's your favourite, because it's the first one you've experienced at the cinema. Yeah. So, um, could you explain... Why? What? What do you look for in in the films? Like, what is it that you find interesting, and what do you find like? Like, what do you want? Like, what? What's the sort of thing you want in the Jurassic Park films?
2: Well, I want it to be like I want it to be like action, but also like a little bit of comedy. or like, it just bores me. But I want there to be like loads and loads of dinosaurs because I like I like those dinosaurs and. I just want it to be quite funny, action packed. That's mainly it.
5: How do you feel about like the um the science side of it? Do you are, you are you bothered by it? Does it do you care if, you know, if if the film um I guess if it isn't explained overly a lot, like do you yeah. do, would you like an explanation of why things have done how they're done?
2: Well, I feel that like you can't really have the film without the science bit. Because then it just doesn't make sense to like, yeah. you know. I think they need the science bit in. It is a little bit complicated, but of course it's going to be complicated, like cloning dinosaurs and stuff and stuff like that. So yeah, you definitely need it. But I think it makes up for it with all of the action and stuff like that. And I don't think it's overly complicated because I think if you think about it, it's, it's quite simple to understand. It just like uses complicated words. But, do you yeah. do you feel
5: like with Jurassic World? Did you feel that the 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 person that made the film did you think that they um did a good job and that that what about that film that made it your favorite
2: Well I liked how modern it was I would have preferred it if it like stayed um with the theme of the others and instead of making it a like a theme park Okay I think yeah, I would have liked So you like the more.
5: safari style yeah, instead Yeah that's
2: it yeah and more like like exploring and stuff but If it's already there, it's it's not as authentic, and it's like just um, a place where you can see dinosaurs. It's not that special. So you
5: like the idea of there actually being a place you could go to, like Disney World. Yeah. You could go to this park and actually visit them.
2: Yeah. So like, I'd rather like go, um, like just this is just um, uh, what's it called? This is oh, I can't explain it. Um, I would just say I'd rather go like scuba diving than go to an aquarium and see the animals. I'd rather experience it just so like in the films i'd rather see like, them exploring instead of it already being being there and oh, okay in front of
5: so you mean like but if you if you look at that from a so you got like the lost world where they yeah. go to the island where they're not in the enclosures yeah. and it's a lot more dangerous though yeah like and there's that. no protection mm-hmm. but you, you like that watching it from a film's perspective, but how yeah. would you feel like if it was a real place? Would you rather go there in the wild and risk, you know, with no safety, or would you like to go to T Rex Kingdom and, uh, you know, watch the T Rex feeding and see these animals up close but safer, safe though, safe?
2: I'd like, I'd personally, and it sounds a bit stupid, but I would, I would rather see it like in real life. Yeah. I mean, still a bit of safety, so like. So you still you're still in them like protective balls and stuff like yeah. going around, but yeah, I'd liked it to be like a safari. So instead of instead of a zoo, like a safari where you can experience you can experience it in real life.
5: Yeah, I guess the gyrosphere valley bit with the herbivores yeah. was a bit like that, were not it? Yeah, but, yeah, that's what I like. But you mean you'd like that with the carnivores as well?
2: Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Um, what did you think of the uh, of like the gyrosphere things? did you think there was do you think there's a little bit too futuristic yeah, you I'd did
2: it needs to be like a, a bit more sensible i didn't understand it i mean it's a it's a cool concept i just think that going straight from um like the movie before that straight to like really 21st century modern and like really technical uh, technological yeah i think it was a big step up then to like uh, gradually, turning like that, because they've like gone from an island, like a normal island place, into like a huge uh, technology, like environment with like big metal cages and like yeah metal yeah balls and like like hamsters just going
5: around. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, mm. no, it's um that's the thing. Like a lot, a lot of the the people are torn between like the ones that don't like Jurassic World as much tend to be like the the guys that are my age. Yeah. a little bit like there's a, there's a lot there's probably more fans that like, love it like me than don't like it but there are obviously the other fans out there that don't like it as much because of that reason now has that ever did that ruin the film for you at all or did it just or have you just sort of accepted it straight away and it, yeah. it's not really a problem
2: it definitely hasn't ruined the film because it's still an awesome film I'm just being really critical because if there was something I would change it would be that but it's, it's still an awesome film It's just, I would say, it
5: would be that little bit. You would stick to like
2: cars, yeah, something that's actually a bit more down to earth. Yeah, yeah,
5: Yeah. that's cool. That's fair enough. So, Dan, what do you want from the next film? Like, from what we know so far, um, we I'm being quite spoiler free. I've not been researching anything, but what I do know, just the stuff that's been officially released. Yeah. Um one of the one of the uh, producers have said that there's gonna be a volcano on the island.
2: Ooh, that'd be interesting.
5: Now obviously this is just it's all speculation, it's just a concept, no one really knows what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um but the new director, the guy that's making the film,
1: yeah.
5: he's his experience in past films have been horror films. Yeah. So, do you like that side of the film? That side of making it maybe making it a little bit darker, so it's going to be a bit more, a bit more death, a bit more, you know, less sparkly and new.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess I would, I wouldn't want it to be like too, like too scary that it's like gone up at age rating. I
5: know it won't do. It'll still be, yeah, a tw- yeah, it'll yeah. still be a PG 13 or a 12A uh, or something. It.
2: I want like the jump scares and like, the shops. But I wouldn't aim to turn it like really dark and gloomy with death and stuff. I'll keep it like the same uh, genre, just add a bit, a li- yeah, a little bit more suspense and uh,
5: a little bit. So a little bit more suspense, but you like you like the comedy side, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So you still want there to be quirky, yeah, comic rem- yeah. uh, remarks. How do you feel about um, Ian Malcolm? Because Ian Malcolm is now back as a new character. He's the main character that was in the Lost World yeah, with the daughter. Yeah. Um, he was quite funny in the first film he was yeah. the one that said that is one big pile of poo yeah and like he was quite a comical character wasn't he but he's back for this new one
2: yeah I mean that would probably yeah probably be much better as there's someone that they can like joke around and not too serious in like in a place like that
5: in so a serious that, environment yeah in a
2: really serious environment with like dinosaurs everywhere he can like take a joke so yeah I'm pretty sure i will be much better the like comical side will come out a bit more and yeah I think he'll be I think it'll be a good change to the story
5: so um, what do you think of the Indominus Rex
2: uh, I mean I think it's really cool it's like I still think it's gone too techno- uh, technological and like they've gone from classic dinosaurs in a forest to turning like a simple t-rex into like an absolute killing machine
5: but can you can you see like i'm not trying to assuage your opinion at all yeah, yeah. but in in today's sort of society where you know like you do want to film stuff all the time yeah. and record it on your phones and um that that was the the company's way of obviously getting more visitors to have yeah. a brand new attraction i guess you could yeah, just yeah. simply make a new dinosaur like yeah. one that's never been seen before would be quite a good idea, mm. but <clears throat> what do you think of the hybrids? Would you like to see a hybrid?
2: I would like to see more hybrids. I'm um, for for like look wise. I think it was quite basic as they just uh, for me it looked like just a, white, a regular dinosaur, yeah, bigger, bigger T Rex. Yeah. And if they like, if they mixed other animals to turn it into like a completely different like appearance. I so like the
5: old Lego games, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where you where you could like make a T Rex head on a
2: on like a, a... Brachiosaurus's
5: body, yeah, or silly it. things like that.
2: Yeah, I think a completely different look to a new animal would be better instead of like designing it around a like a body of an, another dinosaur. Yeah,
5: hmm.
2: that's
5: just fair enough. So, um, would you like to see more marine animals?
2: Yes, definitely. I like I like marine life and. My favourite dinosaurs are
5: ichthyosaur. And yeah, and they've not seen one of them yeah, yet. They're the dolphin one. ones, aren't We've they?
2: Only got like the, uh, the huge giant uh, water Mosasaurus. That's it. And yeah, maybe they could do like if they're going to keep the uh, technological side of it with like the uh, the big um, like zoo enclosure thing, whatever it is.
5: With they, all like the state of the art yeah. stuff
2: they should. They could maybe do like a submarine ex expedition,
5: uh, ex- expedition. that's
2: it <laughs> I can't yeah, can't say no, yeah, that's right. uh, they should maybe get one of them maybe explore the sea life because there's so much in there's more in the sea than there is on land so I think that'd be a completely like different side of the island that we haven't seen but
5: you would need someone to create all of these animals though yeah
2: that's true so
5: I don't know whether that would happen but yeah. if but if there was a, say for example like a whole um, like like a sea world but of yeah. the dinosaur marine life mm. world
2: I think you'd like amazing. that that'd yeah, be really yeah. cool yeah. wouldn't it maybe if they could even, could even create like a spin-off of it and like they look it's like they flip the island round look at the bottom of the island instead of what's on top explore everything underneath all mm. the sea life there
5: they go, go, the, the, really the sure. Jurassic World mobile game did that didn't it you yeah Go underneath and, and you had all the marine yeah, animals. Yeah, it was like
2: enclosures underneath the island. Yeah, that was really cool. And with the storm as well, every time the storm... Yeah. the dinosaurs went really angry. Yeah. That's really cool, I like that.
5: You like that idea of that? Yeah. So, Dan, you know, like, um, all these new films, that CGI is quite important, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think of the CGI in Jurassic World?
2: Um, the special effects and stuff. Yeah, special yeah, effects. Yeah. I think they're really good. I think they managed to capture, like... The dinosaurs features really, really well, and I think it's like really clean and crisp, unlike other films. It, it you can see that their budget was quite high, because, yeah, yeah this really is really well done, unlike other films. Where. So,
5: do you think that they, do you think the dinosaurs are more realistic in Jurassic World than you did for like Jurassic Park?
2: Yeah, I think they are because it's more advanced.
5: Okay, so what? Because this is this, this is like quite a big. um topic like for example yeah. like a lot of when you're on when when the adults are on twitter the ones that have like mm. my general my age they tend to a lot of people are aren't happy with how the dinosaurs looked on on Jurassic mm-hmm. world and they thought that the cgi in the first film was better than the newest film my opinion i don't think it was mm. i don't um there's certain there's certain shots that are not as crisp as others. Yeah, but that's going to be
2: in every film.
5: Yeah, that, but like you said, you're right. That's yeah. in every film. So, so you was one hundred percent happy with how everything looked.
2: Yeah, I was. I think it's more advanced, so of course everything would look much neater. That's yeah. personally in my opinion.
5: Um, how do you feel about the animatronics? You know, like the din- like the robot yeah. dinosaurs. Do you think they're because they didn't have any in Jurassic World? It was all CGI, mm. apart from the apatosaurus when it was dying. that was the only one that they used as like a fake one um do you think that um in my opinion i think that the blend of both puppet ones and the cgi together works really well and that's what worked well for the jurassic park one two and three yeah
2: um
5: jurassic park one relied more on the animatronics because the cgi wasn't as good then but how do you feel about this time round? Do you do you think... Would you like to bring more animatronics back? Or are you happy with the CGI, how it is?
2: I'm personally happy with the CGI, as I feel like animatronics... is really hard to, like, get the movement of, like... And a dinosaur, how it would really move. Yeah. So I think no matter what you do, it will always... The dinosaur will always, like, come off robotic. And, like... You you can't capture how a dinosaur would move. Like, no-one was alive in them times. we got a rough idea. But no-one really 100% knows how they move so trying to capture them in like robot form and trying to control them I'd say it's not as clean and uh, yeah
5: so so CGI. basically you're saying you'd rather you'd rather watch a CGI dinosaur interact with a person using special effects yeah. because it's got more realistic more yeah, fluid and you've got I suppose there's more there's a lot more um, things you can do with a seat C- with CGI yeah. isn't there than there is animatronics. So yeah. you'd rather that than a, an animatronic. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what did you think of the animatronics though? In like the in the last films, like the old films.
2: I mean, they, because they didn't have much uh, CGI, it was amazing as they still managed to like, capture all of the dinosaurs. I think they managed to capture them really, really well. And because they didn't have uh, as advanced CGI as they do now, they've done. They, I think, they did. What with what they had, they did. I think they did an amazing job. Of, yeah,
5: because it holds yeah. up, doesn't it? Like you yeah. can watch Jurassic Park one now, and it still looks yeah, as still if looks it could real. have been done five yeah. years ago, doesn't it? Mm. So they must. So obviously it was state of the art then, than yeah. it is as much as it is now. Yeah. Now this new film, this, um, rumor has it that there's they they're, they're going to bring back a few more animatronics. Mm-hmm. Um it could be for lighting standings. It could be like, you know, so they class lighting on it to see how a CGI are done so I would look. Or it could actually be an animatronic. No one really, really knows. Yeah. Um. What do you think about them bringing... Are you happy... Like I know you just said you like CGI anyway. Yeah. So would it bother you that they brought back the animatronics as long as it's done right, or...?
2: Yeah, no, not at all. I would not mind at all. As as I said, like, in the earlier Jurassic Parks. The animatronics were really, really good, and like just a really small step below the CGI. So I feel that like with the animatronics and CGI we yeah. have now, I feel that
5: it, at the, yeah, it'll the look knees it,
2: exactly. <laughs> it won't look much different, and yeah. I think it'll look. I think I'll, it'll still like a really good combination.
5: Yeah, I think it'll look good. Um, yeah. where is Jurassic Park three the worst one for you?
2: I just feel that like there's nothing really pops out to me. Like unlike um. Jurassic World, where you've got uh, all the technological stuff, and you got which is the one with the caravan or the, the trailer. The trailers, the Lost World. Yeah, the Lost World. The two like,
5: T Rexes. Yeah,
2: I think the cause of the comedy side, and it's like a big moment in, like Jurassic Park, is it's like, it gets you really on the edge of your seat. Yeah, and it does. Yeah, that's, that's one of the
5: most intense scenes in the yeah, whole thing. I think
2: that's the main thing that I remember about them too, and. Because I was I was thinking about them and I couldn't I couldn't think of something that like intense from the other two.
5: Do you know what films? I liked about the Lost World, which is wow. a, not always a popular opinion? I liked the fact that the T Rex went back to San Diego in the mm. city and started walking around and destroying the city. Yeah, a bit like I know it's very Godzilla but it was quite good and I, I thought it was quite and it was good to I think it was good to see something that you know and see every day like a house yeah, and then see a T-Rex compared, compared in size yeah. and that's just my opinion being a kid I was only your age when The Lost World came out I actually mm-hmm. was younger I was God I was nine mm-hmm. I was younger than Matthew I was younger than your brother when The Lost World came out and that to me was like whoa
2: yeah
5: so but you don't like so you like Jurassic Park 3 the least because it there was nothing really there was,
1: stands out
5: nah and yeah. there, there was no impact moments in it it was yeah. just literally well i it's my least favorite only because um it's very rushed yeah they like they all they're doing is constantly running from dinosaurs constantly mm. and um i don't think there was there was a lot of problems behind the scenes with that film though there was like a lot of script problems they couldn't get an proper script for the film and lots of people were drafting new scripts for it that's why it wasn't as like you know wasn't as successful but yeah oh. but yeah that's it really but yeah um this is the jurassic pop quiz so daniel are you ready for this uh little challenge
2: yes i certainly am
5: okay okay so dan question number one if you had if you had to would you either Eat dinosaur poo or drink dinosaur wee if you had to.
2: Drink dinosaur wee? Why is that? Because you can just down it.
5: You could. You could just. You
2: could
5: easily go down it, down yeah, it. Yeah,
2: exactly. But if it was poo, you have to. But like, you could down poo. No, you couldn't. It would just get clogged up in your throat and you would choke. I guess.
5: Yeah, it wouldn't be very nice, actually. Yeah, it'd it? be much
2: easier if you just. Downed we Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, what if it's cloudy?
2: <laughs> I don't know, but it's gonna be nicer than poo, isn't it?
5: That's true. <laughs> okay. Right, question two. You've got to design your own dinosaur. You can use a mixed match of whatever you want. What would it be and what would you call it?
2: Um I'd have an ichthyosaur. Yep. And ankyosaurus, like the tail is on the ichthyosaur. And it would just be called
5: the hard-tailed
2: dolphin. The hard-tailed dolphin. A saw. <laughs> the hard-tailed
5: dolphin-a saw. Okay. that's not a-, <laughs> a good
2: name for it. I mean, like, it would look <laughs> cool, but like, what can you call it?
5: A hard-tailed dolphin. But if it's a dolphin, wouldn't it need to breathe underwater?
2: Yeah, it does.
5: So it basically is a dolphin that swims upside down. With its head under the water, <laughs>
2: yeah. with
5: its tail in the air, with its bum in the air, waving its tail.
2: No, 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 because it's got the dolphin body and just the ichthyosaur tail. It's just it's just not very streamlined. I mean, it it just doesn't go fast. It can swim, it's just got the ankyosaur tail. So it's just like dragging it down to the bottom of the ocean, I guess.
5: <laughs> okay, right. Question number three. Um, name your favourite films out of the Jurassic Park, like, in order. So you've got all four films, haven't you, so far? Jurassic Park 1, Lost World, Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World. Could you name them in order of your favourites?
2: Uh, Jurassic World is probably my favourite because that's more modern, I think. And uh, I like Chris Pratt as an actor. Um, The next one, which is the one where he gets torn in half by the T-Rexes? That's the Lost World. The Lost World, yeah. I like that just because it's funny. <laughs> and then the one... Um, where what the one where they're on the edge of with the caravan, which one's that?
5: That's the Lost World too. Is that The Lost World? Yeah, the trailers.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And
5: the T Rex pushes it off the cliff. Yeah, that's
2: it? that's probably one of yeah no that's my favourite one because that's the funniest one. And that is got, a good one. And Lost then I got um, Jurassic good. World, it's my second favourite one. And then uh, I'll just put yeah Jurassic Park one next and Jurassic Park two the other one just because Jurassic Park one the and original. Jurassic Park
5: is last yeah.
2: Yeah, just because the original you can't really yeah it's just it's just the original can't go wrong with it
5: okay good man I like the fact that you've got the Lost World first though because that's like among like the fans like that you know that do regular stuff like with me on the podcast and stuff Lost World is pretty popular but to people that aren't huge fans of Jurassic Park in general the Lost World isn't so good, man. It's just, you know, Respect. It's just,
2: it's just because, because I'm a child. I enjoy like it's quite funny. The
5: silly things, like yeah, yeah. he gets
2: pushed off the edge of a cliff. over like, in, like a little caravan thing. All those no, like, <laughs> and then they like still. The That's little,
5: supposed to be like one of the most intense. Yeah, but then the they still, they still the little dinosaur as well. And then T-Rex is like, "No, nah,
2: I want my baby back." So yeah,
5: it's fair yeah. enough.
2: It's quite funny.
5: Okay, so now is the time of your challenge. Your first challenge. It's going to be name as many characters in the Jurassic Park films okay. as quickly as quickly as you can in um, thirty seconds. All right. So I'm going to start a timer, and you have to give it your best. Okay. Are you ready? I Three, think. two, one, go.
2: So you got Hammond, Malcolm, Lex, Tim, Kelly, uh, Carter, AJ, Owen, uh, Harding.
5: Nine. Uh, that's good. Did
2: I say Doctor Malcolm?
5: You've already said Malcolm.
2: Okay.
5: About uh, the kids.
2: Oh, I said freedom. Um, is there something grey? Yep. Grey. Is that a name?
5: Yep. Grey. Grey. Three, two.
2: Uh, oh, I don't know. And
5: up there, yeah, that's not oh. bad, mate. You think you got about nine or ten now? Oh,
2: that's, that's good. Pr- that's pr- that's pretty. In,
5: go that's pretty impressive, to be fair.
2: I just
5: have to memorise all. Yeah no that's good You should uh, You're one of the best ones That has well, done that well, I'm I even, think, I'm I'm even think even i think. a kid Well no Steve's little girl did it But They didn't really Do it properly They no. were talking about poo most of the time Because <laughs> <laughs> they're six But yeah no um, Now This one's going to be uh, The dinosaur challenge Alright oh, okay. So you've got to now name as many dinosaurs as you can But uh, let me just set the timer. I'm pretty sure,
2: okay. I should be quite good. This, at this
5: one you should probably be quite good at. Okay, so you have got to name as many character uh, dinosaurs as you can. Ready? Three. Uh-huh. T- in the franchise. In, All in right? the films. Yeah. Got it. Three, two, one, go. T Rex, uh,
2: Spinosaurus, Pterodactyl, um, Stegosaurus, Triceratops. Uh, Ichthyosaur? Is the any? Nope. I-, uh, I can't think. I can't think.
5: I think Jurassic World as well. Oh,
2: Brachiosaurus, Velociraptors.
5: I think you said them too. Oh,
2: uh
5: About the big, the new, the newest one, the scariest one.
2: Yeah, the big one, probably his
5: name. Oh, left out Indominus Rex, and the newest one. Oh, yeah! That's not,
2: is that classed as a dinosaur?
5: Well, he's in the franchise, isn't he? he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be a dinosaur. Mm -hmm. But, I guess. Mm -hmm. Erm... Okay, so moving on. Um, I think so. We're on our last question now. This last question, right, is whether I disown you as a cousin or not. Oh gosh! <laughs> it's gonna be
2: something that you find really easy, but I just don't know. No, no,
5: no. Now. This is this is just a, a a question that you should always get right. <sighs>
2: okay.
5: Are you a T Rex man or a Spinosaurus man?
2: Oh. Oh no! I'm a Spinosaurus.
5: Oh, get out! Out <laughs> now! I'm out! I'm Leave! I'm Go! Don't ever return! Bye! You can't teach kids these days.
3: Thanks for listening to the 128th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Arjun for another great installment of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. We learned so much in this episode and connected so many dots that we didn't even know we wanted connected, but it's so great. Also, Jennifer, you did a great job as Sarah Harding in this episode. Of course, a big thanks to James and Dan for today's Jurassic Pop quiz. I love this segment so much, especially the ones with kids in it. I think it really shines a new light on those of us who have been fans for 25 years this shows us a big difference in a different side of the fandom thanks again guys that was a lot of fun if you want to interact with us we do most of our work over on twitter at jurassic park pod we're also on facebook at facebook.com jurassic park podcast and our instagram handle is at jurassic park podcast you can listen to us via itunes Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes, or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit, as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy.
6: Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.